Hey, podcast kittens. It's Kathy Cat and... Lady Beard. What is going on, podcast world? Kathy Cat, how are you, darling? I am great. Yes. And I welcome all of you guys yes. to Cat with Beard. Ah, yes. It's the adorablest cat the world has ever known. Listen, you take a cat. Now, are you a fan of cats? I love cats. Okay, That's you take Kathy a cat. cat. You love the cats. Mm. Everyone's pro-cat. How do you improve the cuteness of a cat? Beard. Beard. Stick a beard on the cat. Stick a beard on the cat. That's what's going to improve the quality of this cat. Also, if you say hige in Japanese, oh. it also means whiskers. Ah, so, so is it. So beard has the double meaning oh, for, for that as of well. Of This is, look at this, you are an intellectual. Oh, we're going to talk about how oh, intellectual I am. Good. You, you <laughs> are bringing the class to this operation. <laughs> Lady Beard right. brings the filth and Kathy Cat brings the class. Let's do it. Oh my goodness. <laughs> um, welcome to the inaugural episode. Yes. Of Cat with Beard. Episode one. Um, we are here today to talk about all things Japan. All things Japan. Everything Japan. And things, some things you guys can take away when you want to come to Japan and maybe become famous oh and known God. in Japan. This is, oh my, mm? this is, we are getting deep today. Oh yes, Cat you want to wanna take notes, guys. This is the real thing. Before we get into that kind of details, <laughs> first... I would like to just get to know you. Let's get to know each well, other. T- tell me about yourself, young Kathy Cat. This is not our first time meeting, but it's no, been it's a while. Not. It's been a while. It's been a while. So, name is Kathy Cat, mostly known on YouTube for doing videos about Japan, Japanese culture, street interviews, Japanese fashion, and more. Been on several channels, and the biggest known one is Ask Japanese, where we, Ask guess Kathy. what? We ask Japanese. Ah, uh-huh. you made a very <laughs> logical naming decision. Oh, yes. <laughs> very, very logical naming decision, I see. Ask, ask, Japanese. ask Japanese. That's yes. uh, your channel. That's Fantastic. most You've known got, for that one. I got the go, microphone, got microphone here. for it right here. It's wonderful with the, with the big red logo, with the Japanese cool. flag, did you, did ask Japanese. We, we had a designer make it for us. Huh? We actually asked our, uh, our uh, viewers to design it for us. Really? Yeah, and that, that's the design that one, and we've been using it ever since. So thank you so much, you amazing creative people uh, apart from that what you can see wearing always Harajuku fashion it's mm. kind of my GM so Which the same like you're wearing cute fashion I love you cute fashion yes, too I think we're fantastic. making a good visual you guys on the podcast unfortunately can't That's see right. it but look, check out the pictures it's, it's an pictures. aesthetic assuming both of us have clean teeth I don't have anything in my teeth you're like, uh, I think we're safe huh? right, now you're doing well alright okay, good now you're alright good. good stuff that's good the <laughs> aesthetics are important people aesthetics are important even where you're only on the sound I can't speak English anymore are you having this problem you're losing the ability to speak your first language? You spend oh. too much time speaking the other one? Well, my first language is German, mm. so uh, I've been in the UK for quite some time, so that's okay. where the English comes in. But I must say my English has changed. I used to have this wonderful posh British accent, <laughs> and I lost my wonderful posh British accent because yeah. here in Japan, a lot of people speak American English. Mm. That's also what they teach in schools. Mm. But anyway, so English, German, Japanese are the three languages I speak, and you speak a lot more. Yeah, but I don't know if, uh, if you could really apply the verb speak to my language skills. Why? I'd say stumble through, <laughs> blindly bumble my way through, um, let's say, uh, English, but, you know, I'm an Aussie, so take that as you as you may. English. So English, uh, Japanese, but I'm a... Uh, you know, yeah, I'm pretty, 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 pretty humble in my Japanese ability. I don't, I don't boast very much about that. Um, Mandarin Chinese, and again, wow. pretty humble on that one. And Cantonese, because I used to live in Hong Kong, mm-hmm. and then incidentally German as well, because I learned German in school. Yeah, I'm, I'm and, gonna. I'm and gonna now it. you, young lady, are from München, yeah? München, yes. München. I'm actually tempted to test your German skills during this episode. I might just randomly say something in German and All see right, if you pick we'll it up. All right, well, it, it will definitely be a <laughs> test. Uh, just letting you know, I haven't spoken German for 20 years, so let's oh. see. 
Let's see how well Lady Beard can pick up that ball, that bratwurst-flavored ball, potentially been dropped for the past 20 years, but we'll see how we go. Okay, alles um, klar. Alles klar, also. So, ja, so, so, als ich in der Schule war, um, bin ich mit einem Austausch uh, in Deutschland gewohnt. Oh my gosh, okay, you just said you went to school and you were there as an exchange. That's You're right. passing the very first German excellent. test Excellent, thank you, that is excellent, oh. good, thank you oh, very okay. much. So I lived uh, close to you, I lived in uh, Bayreuth. Yeah, that's super close to Munich. Very close, all we, right. We could have Bayern babies, yeah. Ah, Bayern babies, all right. Bayern babies, guys. Um, Bayern is, uh, as I understand it, it's kind of the bit of Germany that the rest of the Germans make fun of. It's pretty much, we are the south of Germany mm. and Everything, all the stereotypes come from us. The Lederhosen, the, the beer festivals, yep. the, 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 the sausages you have everywhere. But like definitely the beer and the Lederhosen, that's, that comes from us in the South. But that stuff was all awesome. When we were there, we would go to the, um, uh, the, beer, the beer fest and everything. We'd eat the, ha- the ha- Halbhähnchen. We'd eat our Hähnchen yeah, and we'd drink our beer, our Rauchbier. And it was, we had a yeah. great time. See, see, that's I, the I, best part. I am reveling in that now. Yes! Like, I am throwing like Oktoberfest live streams and stuff now. Oh, yeah? I'm like, come on, I can't have it here right now. <laughs> Midas. We'll make it up. It's the best. It's the best. And the Japanese appreciate it very much as well. They I do. Imagine. They do. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, Brian, I need to have a, a sip of fluid. Have Sorry, a Lady Beer's gotten too excited already. Fluid moment. I'll do that excited. too. I'll do that for you. I didn't bring a straw. Mm. Oh, wild. Do the old pour. Try not to ruin my lips. Um, and up and down. Lady Beard punched the microphone. Sorry. Sorry. So, now, but now Violence. you studied in the United Kingdom. I did. And you graduated with super duper PhD honors uh, travel to no, the no, to no, Mars. No, no, yeah, oh, oh, close, close. It's a master's in science fiction. Do you actually have a master's in science fiction? I have a master's in science fiction. Get out of here, fiction. that's a real I thing. Do. You have a master's I in science fiction? I have a master's in science no. fiction. I kid you not. No. I kid you not. What? Stop. It's a thing. Stop. Yeah, it Which is. degree leads into a master's in science fiction? Well, first I had like English with German, so it was English literature, creative writing, and similar things. And then everyone was taking a master's in Shakespeare okay. and such. And I was like, you know what? Everyone does Shakespeare. How about I go for something completely different that's more down my alley? And it turned out that the University of Liverpool had at the time the biggest collection, they still have the biggest collection of science fiction books in the entirety of Europe. Wow. So they had a master's in science fiction. I signed up and I got it with honors. Wow. A master's of science fiction. I must say, I found I felt pretty cool when they, you know, they call your name and then they say like "masters in science fiction." You go on stage and you're like, "Yes, so yes, thank you, thank you." Thank I you. should call you Master Asimov or something like that, or <laughs> Master Spock, something along those lines. Oh, Master Asimov isn't bad. How about uh, Ray Bradbury is one of my favorites. Ray though. Bradbury, the one who draw, who did Fahrenheit four five one. Oh, okay. So Fahrenheit four isn't that about nine eleven? No, oh, okay. that's that's different. <laughs> <laughs> right, wait, we right, haven't right. spoken about Japan one bit so far. <laughs> no, we have not. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Uh, anyway, so let's go to you, Hello. So, Lady Beard. You Hello. are a pro wrestler yes. and an idol. Yes. And yes. a voice actor. Yes. And a stand man. Yes. And a heavy metal screamer. Yes. And a J-pop singer. Yes, I do all those things. I'll look down the camera. And I'll introduce myself. Do it. Hello, my name's Lady Beard. I am an Australian cross-dressing pro wrestler and heavy metal singer, amongst other things just listed, currently based in Japan. Yonosuke Onagaishimasu. Oh, That's right. Wonderful. I do so, all those things. How? 
do you get there? Like, um, <laughs> first of all, we, we we spoke about your languages, and mm. there's also some Chinese in there. So there mm. is a longer story there. That, yeah. Why? Like, how do you get from Australia to be a model idol, stuntman, metal screamer? Everything well, here. First things first, of course, I got my master's in science fiction. But after completing <laughs> no, that, <laughs> I, uh, I went through. So, um, so I went through acting school in Australia, and I became an actor. And I trained in Australia with uh, an Aussie who had been on Jackie Chan's stunt team. Jackie Chan's stunt team. Yeah, because I was a martial oh, artist for many years as well. Remotely. So trained with him. That was hard, hard training. At mm. some point, he said you should go to Hong Kong. So I went to Hong Kong, and I lived in Hong Kong for six years, mm. and I did stunts and whatnot, um, stunts and acting and voice acting in um, Hong Kong action movies and so forth, and TV and what have you. And then uh, at some point, that 2008 financial crisis came along and wiped mm. everything I built out Damn. overnight. So that was uh, joyous. Um, and so then I uh, became a, a, a professional cross-dresser and I debuted my professional cross-dressing career in the pro wrestling ring because I had started Ooh. pro wrestling when I was in Hong Kong. Mm -hmm. And then I started my heavy metal career. So I um, essentially brought everything from wrestling over to my heavy metal career and those things then existed in, um, in duality up to this point. Wow, hmm. that is quite a path you've come with. Oh, thank you very much. So that's, why, so that's why I speak Cantonese, because I lived in Hong Kong for six years. How was it to work with the stunt team? Oh, it's very hard. Yeah, oh, it's like, very hard. I, my image is that you have to be like still in your teens to be flexible enough to do all those moves. Um, yeah, it's well, yeah, being youthful and being able to bounce is very mm -hmm. helpful because mm -hmm. there's a lot of being thrown off things. Mm -hmm. So being able to bounce is um very helpful. But um, straight, it just it comes down to there's a lot of um, here's a thing that every instinct in your body is telling you not to do. Do, do it. it. Yeah. Oh, man. There's a lot of that. So okay. the Hong Kong, I uh, was told by my trainer, the Hong Kong Stuntman Association, when he was in it, their slogan was, risk life, save money. So that's, that's the kind of kind of standards you're dealing oh, with. Oh, damn. Yeah. What was the worst injury you ever had? Oh, worst injury. Actually, my really bad ones came from pro wrestling because of the ring in pro wrestling is mm. bouncy, right? Mm -hmm. And so... Um, for certain things, that's very helpful. But for other things, you need to get used to the bounce. And the bounce can actually be quite dangerous. Like oh. I found on things like my ankles and so mm -hmm. forth. If you're not used to landing on something and have, have the floor go gung underneath mm -hmm. you, that can actually mess you up quite a lot if you're oh. used to landing on something that's solid, you know? Mm. So actually most of my really severe injuries came from uh, either pro wrestling or from gymnastics training, incidentally. Because again, you've got the bouncy floor. Mm. The bouncy floor, I found... So the bouncy floor is more dangerous than Jackie Chan's stunt team. Oh, look, I'm not sure if I'm going to make these kinds of outlandish claims. <laughs> there could be a whole whole team of stuntmen at my door tomorrow morning yeah, if I make claims yeah, like this. Not. But listen, listen, Lady Bear's personal experience. The danger of a bouncy floor cannot be underestimated. So next time you're going to jump up and down, check the surface before you do so. Because you never know what surprises await on a floor bounce. All right. <laughs> okay. That, uh... That, whew, okay. So right now, do you still do stunts or do you oh, mainly focus I haven't on... for a long time. I get, like, I still can. Mm. But, uh, yeah, I've been doing pro wrestling um, as my focused physical thing for quite a while now. So, so what are you doing currently? What's, like, the thing you're, you're up with? Currently, I'm um, involved in a... Uh, th this is actually quite awesome. There's mm. this... Um, Project in Japan that I'm involved in called Makai, which is a crossover of uh, pro wrestling, live theater, and live music. Mm -hmm. And so basically, here's a, an approximation of the story. 
the ghosts of dead samurai fight demons in a parallel universe to maintain the balance of good and evil on Earth. <laughs> and everybody's character is based upon historical figures. And we take the ropes off the ring and everyone fights with gigantic weapons. That sounds yeah. fun. It's pretty awesome. Holy moly. Mm. All right. Well, currently, I can't I can't hold hold with that. Oh, no. Can't come on now. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> but Ms. Master of Science Fiction. Master of Science Fiction is I'm, also doing something else. Oh, actually, dear, I that? forgot to mention that. Uh, I am also on NHK World. And oh. I have my own program, which is called Japan Railway Journal. Oh, I didn't realize you were doing that. Yeah. That's you. Um, that's me. That's me. And oh, they're letting no. me wear more and more of my fashion recently, too. And we're <laughs> talking about the great things of Japanese railway, which is actually very, very unique. They're not just fast and on time and reliable. There's so much more. So actually, I just came from a shoot with them today. Oh, did you really? So, yeah, yeah, so yeah. you were on a train today? Uh, we were doing the studio part of it, but okay. I was on a very luxurious train for it. Really? So, yeah. There's a lot of good journeys I'm allowed to. I caught go on. the first class train once from here to place whose name I can't remember, but it starts with a K and they have a lot of crabs there. Kagawa, maybe? I can't remember. Anyway, it was very nice on the first class train. Yeah, you, train. you kind of forget that you're not like you're on a train, but actually think you feel like you're in a hotel. It's very nice. Yes. It's very pleasant. Right. That's fantastic you do the NHK railway journeys. That's Japan Railway Journal, yeah. Look June, at this. Look at this. Hey, kids, this is where a master's in science fiction gets you. Hey, <laughs> exactly. those of you who want to appear on Japanese TV, that's the way to do it. Get a master's in science fiction. Right. But we're actually going to give you some pointers of what, of being how to become famous in Japan yes. a little bit later. But before right. that, before that, I just must admire your wonderful dress. Oh, God bless. I Thank you very much. I love the way you dress. I love Thank you. that. It's you're a so kind so, thing to and say. It actually says on your apron, does it say your name? It does say my name. The reason it see, you see that it says Ladybeard, the reason it says Ladybeard is because my name is Ladybeard and I am wearing this and it's mine. That's why it has my name written Sh on it. Should I have like my name somewhere on Yeah, of course. I'm surprised so. you don't already. You just get Kathy Cat on all my dresses Hell now. yeah. You can have her across the back like you're in a roller derby Ooh, team. Just, just get a, get like a little apron that always says Kathy Cat. Yeah, Actually, I awesome. like that. It's cute. Um, if, we pronounce your, um, if we pronounce your name with Irish accents, it would be Cutty Cut. Katty cat. Which would be quite cool. Oh, oh go for German. This is the Katty cat. Welcome to the Here comes Katty cat und willkommen. Yeah. Wunderbar. Heute haben wir ein bisschen Roller Derby. Oh, sehr schön, sehr schön. <laughs> Sorry, guys, if you didn't get that. Ignore the German. No, don't ignore it. It's awesome. It's amazing. It's breathtaking. We, we, so, listen, listen. Yes. yes. Look, tell you what. We are here today to discuss some serious business. Business. Kathy cat. We are here, if you turned up on this podcast today, thinking it might just be a frivolous chat between uh, two uh, foreigners doing show business stuff in Japan, you're vastly mistaken. Mm -hmm. We have got some incredible in-depth insight for you That's into right. the amazing world of Japanese show business. <laughs> now, Katty Cat, okay, right. stop, stop. How does one go from freaking science fiction to now I'm a TV presenter in Japan? Okay, and... Um my little journey, it started all with YouTube. For me, YouTube was the platform to start okay. everything off. I started with YouTube. Uh, from cosplay, I very quickly went to Japanese fashion, which is the Harajuku fashion mm. that I'm now known for and kind of stand out in the crowd a little bit with. And with that one, I came over here. And to be honest, I think one of the points was working hard. Be consistent, consistently create content, bring that out, introduce Japan, but still stay true to my niche, which is the fashion. And then on top of that, Look around, go to fashion events, you know, collaborate, get to meet people. And due to that, I managed to be part in the future or like after that, 
switched over to Ask Japanese, where I became the reporter, started interviewing people on the streets, and it all goes from there. So it is kind of pick what you love doing, and that's why my channel motto is do what you love and love what you do. Keep doing it, keep doing it consistently, and hustle, work hard. And I think that's something that anyone who wants to make it big in Japan can apply. Like, what is your niche? What do you love doing? And then hustle, like work hard, be consistent. Don't just go、mm, Netflix and chill, which is great. Don't get me wrong. But you also need to find that moment when you're kind of like, okay, it is the weekend and I'd rather just sit, but I'm going to create some content. So, right, so you pretty much DIY'd your career from the ground up. Yeah, from the ground up, for absolutely from zero. It was literally consistently YouTube, 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 collaborate, YouTube, make col- like,、uh, collabs with other creators and such. And then I just keep. Creating content regularly and grow that community. My channel is now 10 years old. Oh, wow. I've been 10 years on YouTube. When I started YouTube, I had this wonderful British accent and brown, <laughs> like long brown hair, fluffy brown hair. And you could see that kind of, it's almost like right now, YouTube has become like a diary of my life、mm. because I don't delete old videos. Everything、oh, stays、great. up. And Some people make it very pretty and branded and have that perfectly up there. But my Cat the Cat channel is more like this is me, this is the story. What you see is what you get. And I think that's what people enjoy.、Mm. That's lovely. Yeah, so, so that's kind of like how fashion became a big part of my channel. But it's, it, it's also the part of like self expression, creative freedom that I find very attractive and it keeps me going. Like,、mm. I love motivating other people to say, Wear what you want to wear.、Mm. You don't care what people say and just keep at it. And here in Japan, I think you can wear the fashion in public without getting into trouble. <laughs> That's, I mean, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. You, you, I'm 100% sure you know what I mean. Yeah. yeah. Which really. It depends, <laughs> depends how you define trouble, I suppose. Yeah. If, if, if you are、uh, into the idea of taking a lot of photos with a lot of people for a great amount of time,、mm. you can definitely achieve that yeah, quite you, easily. You can, yeah. You, you definitely get a lot of people to take pictures of you, but you don't get people who go, like, oh my God, what are you wearing? There's like, very little assault. Yeah. Yeah, which, is great, which is great. Which、good. is great. It's live and let live here. It is, in Japan. which is wonderful, actually. That's very, one of the great things about the place. Yeah,、actually. definitely. definitely. And, and you were into the fashion before you came to Japan. I、yeah. was into the、oh, fashion、okay. before I came.、Um, you are 100% correct about hustling. That is,、uh, yeah, I think particularly for show business. In this generation, when it's all internets and algorithms,、mm. um, I think,、uh, yeah, if, if you're interested in a show business career, that is the way to do it in this day and、Hustle. age. You, a lot of people, like, I keep getting messages <laughs> like, how did you get there? How did you get famous? And I'm pretty much saying, look, you need to first work on yourself, create your own followage. If you. <coughs> oh, bless yourself. Sorry. Some water. <coughs> Lady Biz struggling with life. Sorry, I just remember what you're saying. Okay, get the get water,、it. get the water. Come, buddy. That was pretty bad, wasn't it? You were mid sentence. Hold on, where was I? <laughs> Um, yeah, hustling, very important. Hustling, hustling is important. Yeah, algorithms. Algorithms, yes. Yeah, a lot of people ask me.、Um, How did you get there, or how can I get there? And it's generally you need to build yourself up. You、mm. can't just like walk into any place and say, hey, I would like to, I'm pretty, I would like to be this or that. You, it's always better if you already work at yourself, have, for example, a follow with your Instagram or maybe TikTok or YouTube, whatever the platform is that works for you. Bring that follow it, show it, and it's a good, it's almost like a business card saying, look,、mm. I have this much content, this is what I can do, show me the way. And then、mm. People will recognize that. And I would say as well, it's、uh, quite important to know what you're trying to achieve and、uh, why you're trying to achieve it. Because I see a lot of people turn up and they will do things like they'll say, all right, I'm going to start the YouTube or I'm going to start the podcast、mm. or, or I'm going to move to Japan and I'm going to have a crack 
And then they arrive and they don't really know what they're trying to achieve. I, I think consistency is like the big word in my case because like, a lot of people say, like, I'll do this. And then they put up two videos mm. and then they don't continue. Mm. So until you actually consistent and have a plan with it, it might not take you anywhere. Mm-hmm. And don't expect 100,000 followers to come from two or three videos or two or three. It might work on TikTok. Don't get me wrong. A couple mm-hmm. of people have like two or three TikToks and they just go viral. That's great. That's the platform for that. But YouTube generally can be a very slow grind. It might take a year or two for anything to kick off there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Instagram, same thing. The algorithm has changed again. Maybe if you're doing reels, again, you might get a lot of views, but not the followers. It is being patient and being consistent, and then that's a good card. But if you have extra skills like you have, I think that's a different story now, isn't it? Well, I mean, I mean, I mean, like I, I think the YouTube and the TikToky and all of these things are, but uh, they're but a platform upon which you demonstrate what you're doing. Yeah, you they're know? like your business card. Well, that's right. Yeah, and uh, you know, one of the joys of it is you can do it all yourself. You don't need, um, you know, there are very there are fewer gatekeepers left nowadays, so you can go and do all of it yourself. But I mean, you know, for instance, for something like pro wrestling, you can't really be a pro wrestler on YouTube because you mm. need the, you know, you need the infrastructure of a pro wrestling company. You need rings and you need announcers and you so need like, referees and you mm-hmm. need an entire establishment. Now you can create your own wrestling company from scratch and mm-hmm. do that you know, more easily nowadays than you potentially could in the past. Uh, but you are 100% correct. It is a slow grind. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and like I was saying, it's few, I think the most important, no, the most important thing, a important thing is to know what you're trying to achieve because like you say, you can go viral on the TikTok after a couple of videos, but okay, so now what? Mm, what do you do with it exactly. is, is a good point. Like, how do you take it from there? Um, what I find really interesting is, for me, is like, I need the platforms. As an influencer, I need the platforms. For you, the platforms are like a plus alpha, right? Well, it's a platform. It's mm. a place in which I put the things, do the things, and you show it to the world on the platform, you know? Mm. Mm. So you were actually in a documentary, you heard. Yes, that's big right. Yes, yes, Big in Japan, yes. What mm. What did they pick up from your life? What? How was that? <laughs> that was good. Uh, that was back when I had first gotten to Japan. So that was back in 2014 or so. So it was a while ago now. But this documentary, Big in Japan, you can watch it if you want. I think it's on the Amazon. You go look at the Amazon Prime. I think mm. it's on there. Oh, it was on the Prime. airplane at one point. I think it was oh, on sweet. Yeah, Japan Airlines or something. Mm. Um, uh, yeah, so the, these these... It was an Aussie documentary. These three Aussie kids, they came to Japan and they um, kind of chronicled for a little while, for a year or so, the lives of these three foreigners who were doing the show business um, thing in Japan. There was me as a Canadian girl called Kelsey, who was an idol. And there was the one and only Bob Sapp. You know all about, about Bob Sapp, yeah? No! Oh my goodness, really? Oh gosh, oh, you don't know oh Bob Sapp? Oh, damn, damn. What, what does he do? What Hang does on do? just a second now. Oh, Hang on. Oh, Lady oh, Bear's oh, no. looking out the studio oh, no. window. This girl <laughs> doesn't know Bob Sapp. <laughs> Wait just a second what now. What did you do? Wait what? just a second. <laughs> I have no idea. Uh, Bob Sapp is oh, the God. Mac Daddy of famous foreigners in Japan. Bob? Giga- the Beast? Gigantic black man, pro wrestler, kickboxer. Oh, Bob oh, Sapp, God. the Beast. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I don't. Oh, my goodness. Okay, it brings me to I don't have a Japanese TV. I don't. <laughs> Oh, no. Everyone Ladies was shaking their heads That's the all we have time go. for today no, on no, Cat with on, Beard. Thank you for joining us until no, this unfortunate incident has derailed the entire operation. <laughs> hold on, hold on.
hold on, hold on. Can I Google this? Bob is Mac Daddy. Okay, please, okay, please, please. I I'm not a name person, so okay. if I see the face, I'm sure. Well, I see now you've got an out, don't about. you? Because now you can see him and go, oh yeah, this guy. <laughs> now you're totally. Hold on, wait, wait, wait Bob. Sap. It's gonna be so. Okay, of course. See, but now that's your out. That's it. Yeah, you can say, you can say, of course, with whatever comes but, up but on this screen I, now. You have, you are very mostly cheeky. fighting in Japan. I didn't have him down as mostly in Japan, to be honest. For me, that was just America. But what? what? But Robert Bob, Malcolm Sapp. But Bob was on. Bob's been on TV a great amount, and mm. he's been famous in Japan for a good twenty years or something now. He oh. first got famous here in the late nineties, I think. Bob so Sapp, for those who don't know, Bob anyway. Sapp is uh, an African-American gentleman. He was in the NFL uh, playing the old American footsie, footsie ballies. And um, then he uh, came to Japan. He, he became famous in Japan. He was a kickboxer and a pro wrestler. And he became very famous in Japan. But one of the interesting things about him is from a Japanese perspective. So he's a gigantic man. He's like seven oh, feet yes. tall. He's like 350 pounds. He's this gigantic muscle jacked psychopath, yes. right? Um, however... Aesthetically, from a Japanese standpoint, he's very, very cute. Mm. So, despite Japan having these giant, well, I, I mean, I don't know, giant muscles and so forth, but they're kind of round and soft looking, and his face is this, uh, <laughs> it's sort of like a gigantic, muscular baby. I think it's the gapu boy that Japanese people like okay, a lot. Someone who looks right. very like strong and intimidating would actually has like a, a really gentle smile mm. or eats, eats like a cute pink ice cream. They mm. call it like the gap cuteness. Gapu moe. Okay. And I think that's definitely what he brings to the table. Well, I think you're probably right. He's done plenty of that kind of thing. So that was in your documentary. Coming back that's to right. So they followed Bob and they followed me and they followed Kelsey and uh, followed both of us, all three of us for about a year. And it's a very interesting documentary. And then the one of the documentaries makers, he goes through a journey trying to become famous in Japan himself. Right. So, Simfer, now to the topic, famous in Japan. Mm -hmm. What mm -hmm. would be, what kind of personality gets famous in Japan? Well, okay, so mm -hmm. we're kind of personality. Mm. I think it's much more a case of, rather than specifically a personality type or this kind of person or that kind of person or whatever, it's uh, who can successfully capture the imagination of the locals. Mm. I think that is what, what it comes down to. Now, now Japan being the unique country that it is, yes. and the Japanese having the unique tastes that they do in comparison with uh, you know, general populations of many other countries, um, to capture the imagination of the Japanese is quite the thing capture the imagination what do you mean well okay so for instance bob like i say mm -hmm. he's this gigantic muscle jacked maniac he was a very good kickboxer back in the day um he knocked out you know several champions and so forth but at the same time he's all super cute and adorable when mm. he smiles and whatnot right so to that end he's sort of like he's like a real life sanrio character you know? Ah, okay, yeah. So to that end, he successfully captured the imagination mm. of the Japanese populace. I think they, in Japan, they like doing a lot is like have a person as a character. Yeah. Like you are a character and if they need a certain character, you, they fit you into that. Like, okay, we need for this program, we need mm. someone who is funny but has also this. Or well, funny and right. also foreign or funny and this and this. Sometimes it seems like you need to, to get make it really big you need to like be a rounded character that people can use, and you need to be very good at talking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so. Yeah, get your Japanese skills as oh, good as you possibly yes. can before you come. Yeah, you don't don't just expect to go by with broken Japanese. You should 
have a certain level of Japanese should be there. Especially nowadays, like the new generation who's starting now, they're perfect in every aspect. They look good, they speak good. So you really need to, you can't just go like, no, it's going to be fine. You need to kind of bring something to the table. But, but, and that's one of the things, I'm not sure if you noticed that, but people do like it when you have an accent or similar things like that. In Japanese? In Japanese. Like a little bit of an accent is like, oh, it's kind of cute. Okay, yeah, I can, yeah, I can, I can appreciate yeah, that. Yeah. If it's the same thing, like if I had like a little bit of a German accent, if I brought a little bit of the German accent yes, in. Yes, yes, it's it good, make, it's appealing. It would be, like, it, it's just the little charm when someone has an accent, right? Of course. I think people like that. No, I think so you're right. don't I think lose that your helps accent necessarily. Very, I think that helps very much. Um, yeah, but it's okay. So now, so now with your Japanese, I will admit I got here, my Japanese level was extremely poor. And frankly, it's still not very good. So you think it's, if you want to be in Japan and doing kind of like mainstream level show business, mm. what level of Japanese would you recommend people get themselves to before they arrive? If before they arrive, I mean, I think a lot of things you're going to learn once you get here. Like it's rare for someone to touch down here and go straight into business anyways. It's really hard to get a visa mm. in entertain in the entertainment industry mm. as well. So a lot of people will touch down here and do a year of normal work mm. and then, you know, get used to the way people are here because there's a lot of things even if your Japanese is perfect language wise there's a lot of nuances between people that you'll need to know to make it big in the show business because the show business can be one of the hardest businesses to work in in Japan with the hierarchies mm-hmm. that's maybe hierarchies and stuff might be a topic I might discuss in a future episode because hierarchy stick around let's yes. keep them on the hook that's what we'll just <laughs> stick around for mm-hmm. episode X, Y, Z in the future when we talk about Japanese business, business norms and the hierarchy and power structures of Japanese showbiz. That's going to be an episode. Mm -hmm. My God. All right. Um, Yeah, I think I think you are correct. And I think one of the other things that um, you probably won't necessarily really start getting your head around until you're actually in Japan is there's be here for a while. Japanese language. So what you said about doing getting to Japan, doing something else before you get into your show business career. I also recommend that. If you can get that to happen with your visa and so forth, I would also recommend that. Mm-hmm. Um, there's the Japanese language, and then there's the way the Japanese communicate. Exactly. There's they, That is a whole new thing. It oh can my be God. Same, oh, ask me the same question twice. Ask me something in Japanese. Um, uh, Kathy Cat, would you like uh, to drink some water? Mm. And ask me one more time. Kathy Cat, would you like to drink some water? Mm. Uh-huh. And the second one is like, n- no, but I'm saying yes for you, mm, kind of. Mm, mm. There's a lot of that. There's a lot of that. It's a lot of kooky yobimasu. Yes, yeah. you have to read the room like crazy. And that skill, I think, it's not something you can find in textbook. You have to learn that as you go along. Mm. So that's part of it as well, especially in the entertainment industry. If people tell you daijoubu, it's okay. It might not be. It's not okay. Mm-mm. It's never okay. Mm-mm. Assume it's never okay. Assume yes. whatever happened, you were wrong. Mm-hmm. There's, just, yeah. There's a lot of little things like that. It's like that. being married, isn't it? No. <laughs> My goodness. What do you reckon? Where are we are at this time? Are we, are, we, are, we, are, we, are we looking at are we looking at wrapping it up? Are we looking at heading into episode two? I mean, two? there is more What's we want to tell here? you. There's more we want to tell you, but we should tell you this in episode two. Yes, that'll keep you Running coming back Running a little bit out more. of time here. That'll keep you coming back for more. Oh, that's called <laughs> oh, marketing. Right. Oh, that's called creating a long-term plan that's <laughs> called keeping you in 
interested. Until next time, Kathy, before we get out okay. of here, tell the people where they can find you. Is there anything, guys, you would like to ask us or pick up in our podcast? We can do that. So, at Cat with Beard in Japan, you're more than welcome to send us your messages. Yes. So, please send us your thoughts or what you think, something weird, interesting, fascinating about Japan you would like us to pick up next at nippon at joqr.net. And is there anything else you would like people to know, Lady Beard? Uh, you can head on down to the internet and you can follow Lady Beard at ladybeard underscore Japan at all the places. And you can also follow my pop group, Baby Beard underscore Japan. It's a Lady Beard plus two babies. That's the thing, Baby Beard. Baby Beard underscore Japan. It's very easy to remember. See you there. Kathy, where can people find you on the internet? Find me on the internet. Type in Kathy Cat. You'll find me there. You can find it in Kathy Cat Underbar TV or Ask Japanese or Japan Railway Journal. Find Kathy me there Kat too. With C's, not K's. With the C, two C's. Kathy two Cat with two C's, C's please. Mm. None of that K stuff. Yeah, right. None of, none of that. <laughs> Greek letters. <laughs> no, no. C is all the way. So, guys, see you next time on Cat with Beard. Bye. Off you, Zan. Tschüss. <laughs>